To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Owners Podcast, episode 98. The Opinionated Bench Owners are back for another edition of the podcast. We got Ramon in here, as always. And the voice you're hearing right now is Rob. And we're here to cover everything in the sports world that's been going on, the mess that's going on uh, in the Olympics, in the NBA, the NBA Finals. We're here, man. We're here to talk about it all. But first of all, what's up, Ramon? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Been uh, kind of waiting to have a chance to to get back at it. You know, we had just a little bit of a break, but like you said, a lot of stuff been going on from the NBA wise, Olympics. You know, just a lot of different things popping up. So it gives us, of course, a lot of good content for us to discuss, for us to have for the listeners. So, man, you know how I say it all the time. I'm not gonna go too long. We can go ahead and get right into it. I'm not trying to delay it anymore. All right, we want to talk about Scotty Pippen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what, Scott. I don't Man, know what so much has been going on. Chill out. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. It's been crazy. But here we are. We're here to discuss it all. Uh, we finally got the NBA Finals matchup between the Bucks and the Suns. Of course, the story is Giannis. Is he going to be healthy for his first NBA Finals? Um, not his first, but I'm just saying, like, he really got a shot to win it this year. Yeah. You know, so my question to you. I mean, it is his first finals. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my question to you is, how do you feel? CP3 or Giannis? Uh, Man, that's a tough one. I mean, healthy Giannis, I would be leaning their way and uh, going with the Bucks, But with us really not knowing Giannis' situation, I mean, you have a hyperextension that just doesn't get right in a short span of time. I mean, they're giving them decent rest. But uh, just if you're saying CP3, Giannis, uh, I'm going to go still say Giannis, but I hesitantly say that. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the first NBA Finals where I don't have anybody to root against, if that makes sense. I do. Like, but... I don't mind Giannis getting one, and I don't mind CP3 getting one. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I mean, it, it's straight. I just feel Phoenix been celebrating a little too early, man. I haven't liked yeah, the way that they've true. acted throughout the course of the playoffs. It just feels like they almost are acting almost like they reached the mountaintop and, like, you haven't won anything yet. And I know you saw all the videos and everything from what happened after they won the Western Conference Finals and they went back to Phoenix and pretty much had a parade. <laughs> like they were sitting on the limos holding the trophy and all that. I'm like, bro, like when did y'all win it all? So, 
I don't know. They, they've been kind of annoying me just a little bit with that. And I, I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm rooting against them at this point. I, I want the Bucks wow. to win. Well, I mean, CP3, 16 seasons, all-time pro, all-time leader, one of the top five point guards to ever play this game. I, I don't. I mean, a part of their celebration, I get it, you know, because us as Lakers fans, we, you know, when you flash back and you see when Kobe won the Western Conference Finals, like he's not celebrating that. Like he's like whatever. Like right, you know, I'm NBA Finals bound. But when you look at what CP3 has been through in his career, being up three one in Houston and ultimately losing to Golden State, should have won it, but he got hurt. You know, so. You know, I, I think that he deserves to celebrate. He's never been there before. You know how they say you are, you got to act like you've been there before. He's never been there before. So, but that's the I whole point of acting it. like you've been there. <laughs> that's the whole point of acting. <laughs> he can't get the benefit of the doubt. Here. No, and see that that's the thing that has gotten me. I get it that you can be in the moment and you can be enjoying and soaking up the moment. But to me, it's just been too much of a feel that like. It, it, it's been carried as if you've really like won something and it doesn't mean anything unless you ultimately get that ring yeah. like him getting to the finals and all that that's great but it doesn't mean a thing unless you had that ring like so it's like yeah. at the end of the Bars. day Bars. I, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day I just kind of expected I know that it's a big moment for him but I expected CP3 to not get as lost in it as he did. Like, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit that it seemed like he was celebrating as if he's won something when, in my opinion, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's twofold. You know, I'm going to lie. I'm showing a little bias here. I am a CP3 fan. I've been a fan for years. So, you know, maybe that portion of me is speaking right now. But, I mean, I know what the cat been through. You know, and even this year, you know, every year it's known for him to be injured. Like, when he get in the playoffs, even last year with the Thunder, like, you know, it's it's always known for him to be able to get them to the cusp of winning it all or, or the cusp of some type of success. And even this year, with when he played us in the first round, he got hurt the first two games, you know, and for him to overcome that injury, I, I, you know, he, I, I don't know. I could follow Jay Crowder. He's been there before. But, I mean, that's the only one you really could fault. I mean, who else could you fault? Nobody else has been there before. Yeah, no, they haven't been there before. But like you said, it gets back to the statement that you said, act like you've been there before. And at the end of the day, you're supposed to be hungry to win it all. You yeah, know, and I guess, I that, that. I guess yeah. that it's just, you know, and maybe it's our mentality because, like you said, you brought up the Kobe example. Like, that's what we watched. That's what was the gold yeah. standard to us. And so we just saw a killer mentality that, like, if I don't win a championship, the season is a bust. So I'm not celebrating whether I make it to the finals. I'm not celebrating three wins in the finals. I only celebrate when I have won, have four wins in the NBA finals and that, you know, championship is home. So, hey, if they want to celebrate, like, let them do their thing. It just rubs me the wrong way. But who am I? I agree. (laughs) We're going to get to the finals predictions and evaluations later on in the podcast, but I thought that was a great way to start us off. Uh, Olympics, we don't really cover track. And we, we're mostly an NBA football, NFL type podcast, fantasy football type podcast, but it's been the hottest topic in sports, of course, with 
Shakira Richardson. Did I say it right? Yeah, Shakira, Shakira. you got it. Shakira Richardson. Uh, of course, she was suspended for 30 days after qualifying uh, in that 100-meter dash. That's, you know, big deal. You know, we all expected her to be the favorite going into this thing. But she was suspended, of course, because she tested positive for marijuana being in her system. We being a dead horse here. I don't plan on spending much time here because I think every sports outlet there is out there has covered it already. But I am interested in getting your thoughts on this. Uh, I don't think we even talked on, about this offline, did we? Yeah, no. Um, it's one of those things where I think that I maybe see it a little bit differently than the general public. What I'll say quickly to preface my comments is that um, I do get it. I understand the rule and everything that's in place. I don't think that anything with this was racially motivated um, as we've kind of seen some things transpire with that and people bring up, you know, Michael Phelps and all these other cases and those people, you know, they got their certain penalties as well that were sufficient for whatever they did. But what I will say in this case is that I do sit in a seat as far as, you know, taking it to a lane of losing a parent and understanding the mental and emotional place that that puts you in. And what I will say is that, of course, this wasn't, you know, the best decision that she could have made. Um, But when you're in that mental space, you make you do make irrational decisions. I I say it from this standpoint, Uh, when you're in that amount of pain as a person, it can almost feel like you're suffocating. And if you think about any real life scenario of you suffocating, you're doing whatever you can in that moment to get air. You're doing whatever you can in that moment to breathe. You're not thinking about circumstances or anything. And in that moment, you know, the marijuana was in her mind, her way that she could breathe. That was her escape. And so she elected to do that. She owned up to it. She's, you know, stood behind it. She's been accountable for it. Like I said, is it when you look objectively the best decision to make, but I get it. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, I feel that the situation um, has run its course in the way that it should based upon the rules that are there. Should those rules change? Yes, those rules should change. Um, They are outdated at this point. Those rules should not be in place. But based upon it, the situation was handled by the letter of the law. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. That's, that's well spoken. It's not it's hard to follow up with that, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, I think that ultimately when you go through something as drastic as that, I don't feel like, you know, anyone really can, you know, speak on it unless they've been through it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, the rules are the rules. Like yeah. like they say, the rules are the rules. I get that. But I don't want to I don't want this to get lost into people judging her character or, you know, just, you know, bashing her. Because, right. I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, what were you doing at 21? Right. You know, we, I don't think we was making the best decisions at that age, you know, and I feel like she did, like you said, what she thought was, you know, something that she could help, that could help her to get through it. Um, marijuana is not enhancing your abilities, you know. Um, right. I mean, come on now. I mean, right. you know, it, it's not it's not enhancing your abilities to run. Tra- the fact that she even indulges in marijuana and is able to be like – one of the best sprinters that we have right now in the sport is amazing in itself. But, you know, I, I do it, it points to the fact that the the rules are outdated. You know, maybe it should be reevaluated. 
And, you know, I think that it, it should be updated. I mean, I'm, you look at, you know, I mean, I hate to get, you know, socially, but, you know, you look at, you know, the marijuana is legalized recreationally in 19 states in this country. Right. But yet there are still guys serving like 20 plus years yeah. for selling marijuana. Right. So I, I, obviously we have some work to do there, but, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging. Am I disappointed? Yes, I am disappointed. Yeah. And like you said, that, that's probably an unpopular opinion. I am disappointed because of what she meant, you know, and, and along with her and Simone Biles and, and what they're doing uh, in their respective sports and their respective lanes. It would have been nice to see her, you know, as, a, as an LSU alumni as well. Yeah. It would have been nice to see her, you know, accomplish those higher heights. But, you know, it's no judgment there. Uh, I think the rules should be reevaluated, like you said, like you touched on. And, you know, ultimately, you know, she'll be back. She's still young. So, I mean, it's four years, but, you know, she'll be 25, way more mature, yeah. you know. And, and you technically, know, it's probably going to be three, honestly, because of the way this Olympics, because of the pandemic year, it right. being in 2021. I'm thinking that they'll pick up the regular cycle and have it in 2024, you know, yeah. for the next time around. So, right, right. So, I mean, you know, she'll be back, you know, and I think that, you know, what she said is what she said. She apologized and, you know, it's just time to move on. And, yep. you know, you know, I, I think, you know, I applaud her for, you know, accepting responsibility. Uh, but hey, I mean, I'm still sad though. Yeah, I'm still saying I honestly just just right quick before we move on that was probably if not the most one of the most exciting things I was looking forward to as far as the Olympics because basically we knew that that was really a two-person race between uh Shakari Richardson and Shelly Ann Frazier Price from Jamaica that is going to be a race for the gold right there and that's really to me the biggest race because I can't really think of like even the men's field where I'm ex- excited about the competitors in that one. And so track and field is huge. That hundred is the, the biggest out of them all. And those were really, that was going to be the biggest battle. Shakari Richardson um, and Shelly Ann Frazier Price. So at this point, we pretty much know that Shelly Ann Frazier Price is going to win the gold because Shakari was her biggest competition. Yeah. She's probably, she's probably holding her like, whew. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, I'm, like, indeed. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey, do you know, you notice too that the story first broke from a, a an outlet from Jamaica? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, and ironically, Jamaica is known for their yeah. marijuana and all that. Yeah. Whatever, man. We gonna get. We gonna move on, man. We gonna move on. Oh, Coco Golf. Shout out to her too. She yeah. got her birth to the Olympics. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that too because. I guess we were seeing, you know, Serena was injured in the Wimbledon, wasn't able to get past the first round, you know, probably even the first set, yeah. you know, without turning her ankle. So we, we kind of seeing a, you know, kind of like a transition into the newer generation. But, of course, right. I always say Serena is on my Mount Rushmore of athletes of all time. So, you know. I agree with you, though. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, what else we got? Yeah, I think. I think we'll have other time to cover kind of the Olympics. That was really kind of the main things that's sitting out there. Uh, we'll definitely have time throughout our, you know, weeks of, of covering the Olympics to cover that. talk about your girl? My girl. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let it roll, bro. Let it roll. Let it roll. And a storm, man. You you take it away. Huh? You talking about 
Uh, no, you talking about your uh, your girl Rachel Nichols? Oh, Hannah. Oh, they look alike. Yeah, uh, potato, potato, huh? Yeah, yeah. About yeah. the the comments about Maria Taylor. Yeah, yeah, much. Rachel Nichols. Rachel yeah, Nichols. Rachel Nichols recently uh made some comments, or some of her comments basically resurfaced of a recording where essentially to break it down she was saying that maria taylor has her position because pretty much espn needed to meet a diversity quota uh you know based upon their organization and so we know that maria taylor uh last year and i believe this year as well is going to be covering the nba finals and that's a position that honestly rachel nichols wants and feels that she um is in a sense entitled to and so uh, basically these comments were made and everything within the last few days has really just been circulating, obviously, through all the media airwaves, through social media. And of course, there's a lot of uh, backlash coming from it as well. So we've been sitting back and obviously seeing all of that. So I guess what are your thoughts on it? Man, I, I feel like this is what I feel like. I feel like private conversations should be private mm-hmm. you know i think respectfully you know now since these private comments has been made public you know i, I guess it's out there for us to comment on um i'm not surprised you know it's not her first time uh being involved in some type of scandal where her comments are being leaked and apparently there's been consistent that's been her consistent behavior and I, I just really honestly feel as though she's making inappropriate comments at the inappropriate times. Yeah. And I do think her interns don't like her, but <laughs> you know, yeah. cause this, this is constantly being weak. right. Um, but to just dissect her comments since they've been made public, I mean, she since apologized for her comments, Yeah, which I think it would have been the right thing to do. Um, all I could speak on is Maria Taylor. You know, as a black woman, being in that type of industry um, and and heading, you know, being, uh, you know, the top uh, mediator in in that type of position. And I haven't seen anything. I'll be I'll be completely honest because this this is our platform. So I'm going to be 100 percent. The the only thing I can critique Maria Taylor on is her outfit. (laughs) 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 But, But outside of that, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. And she's good at her job. She's man. good, I, man. You know, I think that she she is a great analyst. I think that she is great at her job. And I think that she deserves where she's at. I don't think because she's black that she deserves that. Um, but I think that consistently we've seen uh that's a part of Rachel Nichols uh character is just that she fit, like you said, she feels entitled. And, you know, she's a bit of a prima, she's a bit of a, you know what I'm saying? So unstable creature, you know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, when you evaluate Rachel, I don't, I don't fault her for what she said. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as saying she's a racist or anything like that. She just basically spoke on how she felt. And, you know, I feel like them comments, I don't think she meant for them to be public. I think that if you evaluate everything you say, just in general, bad or good, I don't think that everything you say, like if I'm talking to you offline, you you my best friend. 
Yeah. You know, like I don't expect that to be recorded or right. to be made public, you know. So, you know, I don't fault her in that aspect. I don't I haven't seen anything in the past of her exhibiting um exhibiting uh racist behavior. But one more thing I add on and I'll let you take it away is that they're in a competitive industry. You know, it's only one person that can sit in that in that seat. It's only one person that can. And everybody in ESPN ultimately wants to be the face like Stephen A. You know, like 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 Stuart Scott was. Yeah. Like that that's everybody's ambition when they get into that type of industry. So I do honestly feel like she was speaking from a more competitive aspect than a, a racial type deal. Yeah. No, I believe that as well. I just can't get down with demeaning somebody that's supposed to be. I know I know you're saying, you know, this thing and they're fighting for a spot, but it's still in a sense supposed to be a team. Like y'all work for the same network, All y'all right. are part of the same organization. And to me, in a sense, to to downplay uh who Maria Taylor is, what she's worth to just basically saying, Oh, they're just using you to meet a quota. You're basically saying that she doesn't have the talent or the ability or the credentials to be in that position. And that, you know, if I were there, it would be better when honestly, in my opinion, if you're asking me which one I prefer to see covering the finals, give me Maria Taylor 10 times out of 10. Um, And so, you know, cover NFL too. Like this girl, she's been putting in just as much work as Rachel has. I know Rachel been in the industry a little longer than Maria, but. Maria take up craft seriously, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, mean, I honestly I just, feel like she has better chemistry, even with the ones that are on set. Like the way that she runs it, and the their dynamic conversation wise, and all that. To me, she has better chemistry than some of the kind of, I mean, better lack of a better way to say it, some of the awkward moments that Rachel Nichols has on uh, the NBA Jump. Like yeah. that doesn't always the NBA jump kind of trash though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's what I'm saying. So so you look at that as an example, and then apply that to her having that NBA Finals position. I don't think you you know do any better yeah. or look any better in that position. And don't you know reduce Maria Taylor and her work and everything that she's put in to just saying, exactly. oh, she's a a. a, a uh, diversity statistic. Oh, they just using her because they have to meet a certain quota. Oh, this was happening because of everything that was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. That you know, the NBA had to show that you know we'll put you know um, we'll put black people in these type of positions. So I just can't get down with it. Like I said, I do agree that you know things that are pop- private should be left private. But we even saw on a different scale a precedent of this set with Donald Sterling. You know, he was having private yeah. offline discussions yeah. and yeah. he was saying some racially charged yeah. things at the moment. Yeah. But and, but what I will say about that is that that's that's beyond like that should be made public. But I, I feel like what Rachel Nichols said was not racially invoked. I feel like it was just frustration out of her not getting what she felt she deserved, you know, even though she didn't deserve it. You know, I feel like Maria Taylor is the right person for that position. But um, just with Rachel, like you said, like this is not the first time this has happened. You know, apparently, like, she does have a lot of, like, I don't know if it, issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she, she feel like she should be the top gun. 
But to really refute just the basis of what she's saying, ESPN, I guess in, in recent, at least the past 20 years, has always had a minority that was the face. Like, like I said, like Stuart Scott, Stuart Scott was the face. And yep. now Stephen A is the face. Michael Wilbon was the face. Like, I don't really feel like they are racially motivated in, in who they put in positions. They just want the, the most popular, the best personality to be in those positions. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you as well with that. And um, like I said, I can't get down with the comments that she made. Uh, I All was right. a little disappointed in yeah, the way, too, that Steven Jackson came out in such heavy and tremendous support for her. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really get down with you know him either. So yeah. yeah, we just need to call Kwame Brown back out to uh to maybe address Steven well, Jackson. A lot of these guys are opportunists as well. So I feel yeah. like you know, whatever uh substantial position Rachel has and whatever future she holds, because I don't feel like she'll be with ESPN too much longer. But you know, I think that a lot of guys are just, you know, opportunists. And I Stephen Jackson's in the media industry now. He has a great podcast, uh, guest-based podcast, you know, uh um so all the smoke, uh, yeah. Yeah, all the smoke with Matt Bourne. So, you know, I, I think he's trying to protect that position. So I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. You're gonna have that going on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, moving on. I mean, you got somewhere else on? You got something? Nah, else man. I think we didn't we didn't say it our piece on that. We know what we stand. Yeah, so NBA Finals tomorrow, 8 Central Time, the Bucks and the Suns, game one on ABC. Man, I'm I'm trying to talk in this, like, hype up voice, but I'm really not looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, the final. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's coming out. Like, you even right. said to me, it's like, when does this go? <laughs> right. <laughs> And normally that's all top. You automatically know, like, right. with the schedule. I was like, like, wait, when the what like, game? It's kind of like, it's one of those things where your your mom, your, your mom calls you and says that y'all having dinner. Like, yeah. with, like your uncle and aunt, you like, man, like, I really don't feel like going. Like, it's a good thing. I'm going to be happy once right. I get there. But it's like, I just don't want to go. So yeah. that's kind of how I feel like game one is. I feel like I'm ex- I'm. I'm, I'm an NBA fan, I'm a basketball fan first, so it's like, okay, like, I guess I'm going to be there. I'm going to watch it. Right. But I'm not looking forward to it. Right, right, right. No, I agree with you on that, man. I Really, with the way these playoffs went as a whole, you know that we talked about the injuries, all of that. And to me, it's just dramatically impacted these playoffs. And for me personally, it has made, you know, it tougher to watch, less interesting um and every time you get involved in it then another star goes down and you like okay uh, what are we doing here so I can't tell you that you know I'm super hyped for this I think that this will be one of the lowest rated finals that we've seen um and um I there are per se some intriguing and interesting matchups within it but I can't say that I'm overly hyped yeah, I mean, I'm not look, like I said, I'm not looking forward to it. So, but when you look at like the '90s, the NBA, the NBA playoffs in the '90s, like mid '90s, you know, um, early '90s, um, early 2000s, kind of mid 2000s, you know, I guess I can only think of like okay, Detroit, the Spurs, the Lakers, of course, in the early 2000s, uh, the Bulls towards the end of the '90s, but it, it always seemed like it was competitive. 
Um, and I think guess at the early part of I guess the mid part of the last decade with the with the Golden State era, and then you think about the Miami Heat era, um, where you just knew who was gonna win that year. This has been the first year in a long time where you really didn't know who was gonna win. Now I know understand the injuries and whatnot. I understand that, but it's still I, I guess it was some sort of satisfying feeling that there could be a possibility that you didn't know who was gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and I think that had the competition gone with everyone being healthy and you seeing those different battles, but I just it feel like Brooklyn. It would have been yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn would have ran through it. I don't even think the Lakers could have beat them. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, that that is true. That would have been tough. I think that the Lakers would have been the best matchup for them. I think that the Lakers and a healthy Clippers could have posed a challenge for them, an interesting challenge. But I do think Brooklyn was the most equipped. But still, ultimately, like, we watch the league to see stars, no matter what. Like, you know, everybody can say, okay, I'm a basketball fan, and I just like to see the competition and all that. But you want to see the stars play. And seeing so many stars go down and be hampered by injuries in this playoffs, to me, has been taking the life out of it, you know. And um, at this point, even going into the finals and knowing or not knowing what type of Giannis you might get, to me, that's making it even less intriguing for me. Um, So, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. But with all that being said, I'm pretty sure each game we still gonna be there looking at the TV and watching the game <laughs> yeah, and taking it be, in. I'm pretty sure there'll be multiple podcast episodes <laughs> right. between the during involving the finals. But you did mention something interesting though. Um just with the Bucks and the Suns and what type of Giannis we're gonna get. Maybe the Suns are celebrating, like you said, because they smelling blood in the water. If Giannis don't play, I don't think the Bucs got a shot. No, I agree, I agree with you there. Um, I don't think that they do, but I think that he's going to go. Um, I believe but that, honestly. We've seen Trey Young go. We've yeah. seen AD go. That's true. You know, true. we've seen Kawhi go. And, you know, if they if they aren't 100% right, I mean, it they might as well be not be out there. Like, you know, an unpopular opinion is Trey Young and how he performed. I would have said that he should have just sat out because when he went out the second half of that game in the third or fourth quarter, late in that game, what was that, game five? Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like Atlanta was playing pretty well without him. Game So four. imagine game four. Yeah, because yeah. I think he completely sat game five. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that would have been a situation where he could have, you know, with a team, if they know that he's not going to play, that they will have a different mentality in a different way in their performance. Yeah. So I guess within it too, are there any any kind of intriguing matchups or intriguing storylines outside of Giannis's injury that you're looking forward to? You know, maybe I don't know if the Chris Paul Drew Holiday matchup intrigues you at all or, you know, seeing, you know, Chris Middleton and Book, like I don't know if any of that intrigues you like is there a particular matchup or kind of storyline outside of Giannis injury that um, kind of intrigues you? I think Devin Booker intrigues me the most. I want to see how he's going to perform in his first finals. Uh, he's a young superstar. He's the future of our NBA. 
So I just want to see how he steps up to the occasion on this big stage. He says that Kobe Bryant has been a big influence on his career and his life. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds to this type of stage. Yeah, no, I, I agree right there. Definitely want to see how Book responds. Um, I also want to see, too, the, the level of, I know this is a small thing, but the level of defense uh, that Drew will be able to play on CP3. You know, will he really be able to hamper mm. CP3 and kind of lock in and, you know, maybe kind of cause the flow of that offense to be a little bit stifled if he's able to um, clamp CP3 enough? You know, I'm kind of interested to see what happens there. Uh, and then also interested from a standpoint of like, can you imagine being a Pelicans fan and sitting back these last two years and watching AD win wow. a championship last year? This year, you got to watch Drew Holiday, CP3, Monty Williams, all like either, you know, yeah. playing or coaching in the finals, like yeah. all these former Pelicans that you just got to sit back. And, and watch like I think that that's another thing from a Pelican standpoint a Pelican fan standpoint that they got to look at and see yeah man that's that's a, those are some good uh good situations uh I, I think ultimately I'm gonna watch but I'm not looking forward to it but we got to do it like we always do man predictions any predictions that you have mm-hmm. you know not I mean if you want to save like how many games who you got winning to the end, that's fine. But maybe predictions as to who you expect to be the NBA Finals MVP or who you feel like is going to perform the best. So if I give away my MVP, I think that's going to kind of give away who I have winning it uh, <laughs> right now. But right. Um, uh, the key ones, what I what this is what I'll say. I'll say the two people that I think are the most important in this series are – Devin Booker uh, for Phoenix, in my opinion, and Chris Middleton uh, for Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I believe that when Middleton goes into that mode where he just is on fire and just heats up, like he's such a hot and cold player, but when he heats up, like he's cooking. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe that those will be, to me, the two most pivotal players and two most important players in the series. Um and I don't know when you ready or if you're ready to go ahead and fire off who we got winning or what. Let's, let's go ahead and do it, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. And part of this may be because I kind of want Phoenix to lose. But I'm going to go ahead and say Bucks and Six, man. I got Bucks and Six under the thought process that Giannis is going to be able to give it a go and be at least about 70% or better. And you think he'll be the NBA Finals MVP? Uh, I think they'll give it to him. Yeah, but Chris could get it. Yeah, like you say, Chris could get it. Yeah, you know he could get it. I mean, we we've seen. Um, golly, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, when when Golden State won the championship and uh, about Iguodala won it. Yeah, Iggy won it. So Chris could get it. Yeah, now it's possible. I'll still. What makes it tough is not knowing at the level that Giannis would be. If this were healthy Giannis, I would easily say Giannis finals MVP. Um, Not knowing how healthy he'll be makes it, you know, you can fall back to the Chris Middleton. So what I'll do, I want to hold off on who I'm going to exactly say is finals MVP until (laughs) I see what Giannis looks like. I'm still going to roll bucks and six no matter what, and that's what I'm going to stick with. But I do want to see what Giannis looks like before I ultimately say who is going to be the MVP, in my opinion. 
Well, you know I'm a CP3 fan. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to show my bias here. I got the Suns winning in seven. And my hope is that CP3 gets the NBA Finals MVP. I think he deserved it 16 seasons in. Uh, he's always been one of my favorite players under Kobe. Uh, I hope that he, you know, I hope that he can, you know, pull it off. You know, even though he knocked my Lakers off, you know, I couldn't really fault him, you know. But, you know, I, I you know, I just really got a lot of respect for him and the effect that he's able, the impact he's able to have on teams. You know, when you look at the Rockets, Without James Harden, James Harden was out when they went up 3-1, and he was able to do that. And then you look at what he did for the Thunder and, and the type of love of that shy, you know, he, he had on SGA and and and, uh, and our guy who couldn't. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder couldn't uh, do anything, you know. So, I mean, he's just a, a leader amongst men, like I've said before, and I think he's one of the probably the greatest point guards we've ever seen. And uh, he's an all-time great. So I mean, see him get one, I, I would be, I would be happy with that. Um, not to say, you know, like I said, the first, this is the first finals where I wouldn't mind seeing Giannis get one either. But again, I wouldn't mind seeing my boy CP3 get one. So I'm gonna go Suns in seven, and I'm gonna say CP3 is the NBA Finals MVP, uh, MVP there. But I think either way, it's gonna be a competitive matchup, even if Giannis does not play. We don't even know if Giannis playing tomorrow. We just assuming that he's playing tomorrow. So I mean it's gonna be we're gonna have to see, man. We're gonna have to monitor it. Um, but that injury didn't look pretty on camera at all. Right. I agree. Yeah, so yeah, man, that's 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 about it, man. I don't think I got anything else. We got NFL coverage coming soon. That's crazy, man. A preseason in less than a month, man. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's be here before you know it, because the Olympics gonna hit. That's gonna give you kind of a distraction there, and then NFL gonna boom pop right up on you like that. Yeah, man. So yeah, we looking forward to it. We gotta do our we gotta do our NFL fantasy episode that we do every yeah. year. So a lot of content coming. Uh, continue to follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers. Make sure that you're subscribed on the podcast. Opinionated Benchwarmers on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Leave a review if you feel inclined to. Make sure that you're sharing this podcast with a friend. Uh, until next time, you'll be hearing from us. The NBA Finals are here, so we're going to be trying to get some episodes in. I don't know how, you know, depending on how the schedule works, but, you know, we're going to definitely try to get some extra ones in this this NBA Finals. Uh, until next time, we're out of here. All right. Later.